Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Coming up on TMS, how now, brown trout? Throw that plane away. A little bit of pee and chlorine never hurt anybody. Hello, my name is Herr Peanut Bottom. Welcome to my basement. The cheetah in Tarzan was a monkey, right? Wellness, the hippie swear word. Intermittent junk slathering. We asked for more bees, but they wouldn't give us any more bees. Doing math with Candyman and Beetlejuice. Sitting in the yard with water and a popsicle. Minnesota 10, LA 2. Sorry, I have an itch. (laughs) They're apes, not monkeys, but we don't care. Swimming in the family soup with Wendy. And more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Steady pack after pack smoking is the only sensible way to tell how a cigarette will get along with your throat. Pipe down, owners, will you pipe down? The Morning Stream. Better than a pound of jam in your pants. Hello, everyone, and welcome to TMS. It's The Morning Stream for Wednesday, July 7th, 2021. I'm Scott, and that's Brian. Hi, Brian. Hi, Scott. How are you? Okay. Oh, sorry, I have an itch. Oh, we got it. Scratch it. Uh, all right, little uh, nasal itch. Everything's fine. Not, yeah. not going after yeah. a, a bug, as I used to tell my kids. I, if I saw them scratch their nose, I go, "You going? At, you getting a bug? You got a bug?" That's what I'd say. They used to love. They used to hate that. Dad, shut up. And then Dad. they go, "No, it's a scratch, not a pick. It's yeah, a, it's not it's a, a scratch. Pick. Ah, it's a scratch on my nose. I swear." Great Seinfeld. Anyway, hey, we're here. We we got a show. It's uh, Wednesday, and uh, here's here's the deal. It's a little weird today, as I mentioned yesterday. Some of you paid attention. Some of you probably didn't, but uh, <laughs> some of you will tweet about this later and ask <laughs> us why we didn't warn you. Yeah, you'll you'll all wonder, but it's okay. Uh, Wendy will be here today. She's switching days just this week only because she's in town. She'll be physically here. Uh, here's a quick webcam of where she'll be sitting standing i'm not sure if she's gonna sit or stand but uh she'll windy be right cam. over there windy cam we got the windy cam and uh that'll happen uh about uh, 45 minutes or so from now so uh you know look forward to that it'll be great we got an email cool. it's not the it's not the happiest of emails but you know when are they? When are when, yeah. when are the emails to Wendy super positive? They usually right. aren't. Dear Wendy, everything's great and I love everything about my life. Yeah. How can you what can what what should I do? Yeah. Nothing <laughs> is broken, all is well. What, what else can uh, I what do? What book should I go get on Amazon today? <laughs> How can I get some drama in my life? Anyway, so that's coming. We'll watch for that. Uh very excited to have her here. Uh they're also gonna go swimming today. Which is oh, a fun. bummer because um, 
I'd love to go with them, but I'm I got a lot of work to do today. Yeah, so. is, are they going to the uh, the water park? No, we've got or a just to the pool in the neighborhood. Yeah, we got like a pool, like an HOA funded pool thing. Mm-hmm. It's very nice and new and all that, but uh, yeah, I won't be. I will not the be one where the neighbors uh, around it, the, the apartments around it, can kind of look down. Yes, and the condos around those, it. Yeah. yeah, you remember that story. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I still every every time we go there, I think of that because it's they tower <laughs> like the third and fourth floor of these of these condo slash townhomes just stare right into the pool. And yeah. I just know there's some dude up there going, oh, yeah, Tromorph. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh yeah. open that cooler. All right, get that, get that Sprite out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Open the Sprite. Oh, yeah. tap the side. Yeah, you get those go. donuts out you snuck in. You're not supposed to take in there. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, uh, I will. Uh, I'm actually thinking I'm going to go swimming, though, sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeannie says I'll wear a hazmat suit. That's not true. I'll just get in. I don't care. I've kind of got, I've gotten to a new place, Brian. I'm at a new place with the with the pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. If you could get vaccinated, you have, and if you haven't, you got no excuse. Mm-hmm. In this country, all right, uh, plenty of a myriad of opportunities to get yeah, a free you, vaccine. There's nobody who should be saying, "Well, I want to get the vaccine, but I just haven't been able." Like, there's no place that does it. Yeah, or no you know, doing I can't it. get to yeah. a place that does it or anything like that. Yeah, like, you don't have Lyft that at all. Uber will drive you to get it for free right, right now. Right. So, so I'm going to make. I'll do reasonable things. I'm going to. I'm, I'm okay getting in a pool if that pool has mm-hmm. a billion people in it. No, I wouldn't do that anyway. Even on a good day, I wouldn't mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a little bit of a little bit of pee and chlorine never hurt anybody. I'm, I'm, right. I'll be fine in there. Just don't poo in the pool. And there's and this pool has a kid's pool, so that's where all the pooing goes on. Is over oh, in that's that good. Pool. The, the poo pool. It's easier to to uh, drain and refill the poo pool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, they, you know, and I love those when they, they do the... Everybody they blow on their thing. All right. We're going to do an inspection. And then they look around for a, you know, a little... A little baby Ruth bar. A little... <laughs> A little Triscuit in there somewhere, and then comb the joint. Um, Anyway, we'll. A fun size baby Ruth. Yeah, I'll let you guys know how it goes. So I have a question for dog experts. I know we do this a lot. I just have one more question. Um, They we talked about it, kind of touched on it yesterday. They are still acting a little shell shocked, like a little PTSD about them Mm. being taken from us for four days and then returning. Mm. And I really do think that all three of them probably got over there and went. This is our. Is this our new life? Or what? What are we doing? They, <laughs> is this the way yeah. things are going to be from now on? Because they don't yeah. know. How do they know? They don't know. They're dogs. They don't know what's going on. So they're over there thinking. Probably by day four, they're like, "Okay, I guess this is it. Or this is the new normal. I'm going to settle in here. I got to live with all these other dogs, and and we're all." So on. this is the first time they've been to that kennel. Yes, first time ever. Okay. Well, uh, sorry, yeah. second time. They did an overnighter to prep for it uh, like a month ago. Okay. Because that's what so rover.com they have this rule where they they want you to meet the dogs, make sure everything's cool before you do anything. And mm-hmm. so we did that, which I, I appreciated. And they spent a night there, and that was that night that Ripley escaped. Uh, oh, ran around the neighborhood and got lost, and they had to go find her. She jumped right. over the jumped right. over the fence. She didn't do. She didn't even try this time. Um, but the dogs don't remember. I mean, they just they just know it's a foreign place, and now they're back in this foreign place. And so now that they're home. They just kind of mope around looking at us like, you did this to us. Oh, really? So it's not even like they're super clingy because that's, uh, I mean, Daisy goes to Tina's parents all the time. Whenever we go somewhere, 
Um, unless they're going with us for some reason, then they go over to uh, Tina's parents' house. Yeah. And she just, she's gotten to the point where, yeah, I know I'm here for a couple days, mm-hmm. uh, a couple sleeps and then, uh, and then I come back home. Yeah. Um, see that. And that's but, a really healthy thing. It seems like, like yeah. that's, that's what I want for, for these three dogs, but they seem to be. I don't know. I don't know how to. Come well, at least their first. It's really their first, maybe second time going there. They don't know. They don't know how long they're going to be there. There's not really a ritual or anything that they've kind of gotten used to. But um, usually, dogs get kind of clingy after something like that, right? Where they just follow you around, like, right. oh, whatever I did to make you put me in that place <laughs> with all those barking dogs, I'm not going to do it again. Whatever it is. So you're you're. And you're right. You and and when and Rainer was very excited to see me. Uh, I'll, I'll give her that. She wanted to eat my ear off. She was so excited. But then they all just kind of got into this malaise of sort of me. And it's just not like their normal personality. So you know where my brain goes. Here's my current theory. All right. That it was undisclosed. We didn't know. There's no way to know this. But in this house, in their basement, uh-huh. this is all in my head. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. There's a giant. 425 pound man naked and this is this is the kennel or wherever they wherever the dogs yeah were. it's a house so okay. it's like a right. home uh-huh. uh and in there they got this 425 pound man naked uh who sits on a on a on a on three old mattresses okay i've got this all figured out okay. man. all right and side he, by side or stacked uh stacked stacked okay all right um, I bet they're stained. Oh yeah, no, it's dark. No sheets in there. on them or anything. Yeah, it's uh-huh. dark. It's weird. He's got like sheets hanging in the from the ceiling to the wall to kind of create a canopy like experience in there. A couple of candles burning, and intermittently throughout the day, I think they slather peanut butter on this guy's junk, and then they send a dog down to lick to to eat the peanut butter. I think that ha- and that and and so they just put them on a rotation every day. They got to go down to see you know. Uh, wow, uh, hair bubble butt or whatever his name is downstairs, okay. and they're gonna go lick Ripley. You're up. <laughs> <laughs> so when they got back, they were like, "Don't ever send us there again." Oh my god, <laughs> this is where my brain went. So I can't help it. I'm sure it's not that, but it's still yeah. where my brain went. No, uh, but it is the uh, plot for the next Bloomhouse movie. So uh, <laughs> that'll be that'll be good. Oh, that will be good. Yeah, they could use a hit right now. They've kind of had a couple coming of, to a theater near you. Yeah, yeah are they working a, on the new Fantasy Island thing? Yes, that are is they part them. of the. Yeah, that's them. I wonder how that'll go. Is that a TV thing or a movie? It's a movie, right? TV thing. I oh, think. Is it? All right. Oh or no? You know what? There's the movie that just came out, which was Bloomhouse, and then there's the new TV show. Uh oh, right. Which I, don't think is Bloomhouse related. No, I think they're separate. But that's weird. That what a weird it thing just to be dawned doing. on me that we did have the movie a couple to, of years ago, last year. Last to me, year. to me, to me, that seems weird. But maybe that's not that different than like a whole <laughs> different guy playing Flash in the Snyder movies. But there's a Flash. TV no, but it just feels like kid. there's you know it's like such a sudden like all of a sudden a resurgence of Fantasy Island. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is that about? Were people asking for mm-hmm. that? I wasn't asking for No, that. nobody was asking for no. that. Nobody. Nobody wants it. Nope. Um, but if they don't have a little tiny guy yelling on the plane, then back, then back off. What are you even doing? Why are you even bothering if you don't have that? Yeah, I'm looking to see. I don't see. Uh, let's see. August 10th is going to be the premiere. So in just about a month, we'll see the first episode. Yeah. Um, but uh, all we know is Rosalind Sanchez is going to be Elena Rourke, who's going to be a descendant of... Uh, 
of Khan. <laughs> Khan! <laughs> Great. Great. He, he's yeah. uh, from Hell's Heart. He, he, he spits. No, what does he say? What did he say to Kirk? <laughs> from, from Hell's Heart, Heart I spit at the Hell's Heart. It's a Shakespeare thing. Yeah. From Hell's Heart, I something at you. Stab. Stab at thee. Stab at thee. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dice Tomato Thank getting all worked you, up tomato. in the chat. He's mad. <laughs> Stab! Hey, you guys want to? You guys want to trigger Dice Tomato? I think you just did a <laughs> misquote. Yeah, misquote uh, Shakespeare slash uh, Khan. Yeah, you do that, and he's he's ready to kill you. Uh, anyway, well, I'll do whatever we need to to make the dogs happy. I just feel like they saw maybe maybe they saw some stuff. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't actually mm-hmm. know. Who knows? You know, only you know, only in a dog's mind. If we ever get that technology that lets us uh, communicate with with dogs, they can tell us what they saw, yeah. the horrors that they witnessed. You know the, the you know this, the the Futurama episodes where Bender turns into a person and he's all huge, and he yes. is actually yeah. dead, but his body makes these sounds. So someone bump, bumps him and he goes woo, makes the weird sound. <laughs> That's what right. I picture as a guy like that for some oh, reason. Geez. Anyway, uh, good luck to all future dogs <laughs> over at Peanut Butter Town. Let's get uh, let's get this uh, thing on the road here. We're going to play a game yeah. today. Going to get Dunaway involved. Uh, we, know, we need us a Dunaway for this. <clears throat> we do, and y'all at home need to have the number handy eight zero one four seven one zero four. Excuse me, six two, and uh, that will allow you to participate in today's Tadpooly feud, which begins now. Tad Pooley feud, everybody. Uh, joining us for this fun is Brian Dunaway, as he always does on Wednesdays. Hi, Brian. Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Hi. Oh, hello, Brian. Hi. How are you guys doing this great hump day? Whoa, hump look day. at you. Look at you with the energy. What's going on hump over there? You, you, got the, you, got, you got the monster drinks or what? What are you doing today? What's up? Drinking some, currently drinking some water. Yeah? I don't know. Hey. Uh, Question, questionable. You, you is it can, Chuck Norris water? <laughs> Is that a thing? Is that a thing? Yeah, they, they had some of that at the... Yeah, uh, they were a sponsor. It's Chuck Norris's water. I punched him and I took his water. Whoa. It's a roundhouse of refreshment. It, they had it... Uh, it was a, They were a sponsor of the MS-150. And so all of the uh, all of the rest stops had Chuck Norris water. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. It's I don't called, want Chuck Norris water because I don't want to know what's in it. It's called uh, Seaforce in there for Chuck, see? And right. it's, uh, uh, the slogan is, A Force of Nature. That's uh, what it is. Yeah. I can't figure out if it's some kind of uh, you know, him trying to drug us, or if or if he was just at his house and was like, "I'm going to fill up a couple of these bottles with the tap water, and I'm going to take it with me." I lean that direction personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Walker, Texas faker is what he is. <laughs> um, all right. Well, hey, it's good to have you here. We have a listener on the line who's going to participate with us. Let's find out who's on hold. Hi, who's this? Hey, this is Dave from Bemidji, Minnesota. Bemidji. Oh. Dave from Bemidji. Hold on now. That, that, is that why, really a place? Yeah, it's in Fargo. They, uh, uh, hey, you hear about that thing up in oh. Bemidji? Yeah, it was uh, first season. They talk about Bemidji all the time. Do you guys? Bemidji. Uh, how do you guys feel about Fargo? Do you think they get it right, or are they just a big cartoon where you live? <laughs> no, n- not not right at all. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not correct at all. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> not even close. All right. Well, it's good to have you here. Anybody from Bemidji is a friend of ours, and uh, we're going to play a game where you might win some prizes. Brian Ibbett over here is going to have to explain it, though. Brian. That's right. It's time to play the Tadpooly Feud. I've surveyed the Tadpool on some nerdy topics, and 368 of them have replied. 
Scott and Brian are going to have to predict the answers that they gave us. And it's Scott and Brian's job to see how many of those answers they can guess. Dave, from Bemidji, your your job is more important than ever because you're going to be working with either Scott or Brian. And if your team wins, you get a prize package. That includes Planescape Torment Enhanced Edition. Mm, ooh. Oh, Enhanced. And oh. Enhanced. Mm. Zoom. Enhanced. Uh, and also Republic. Ooh. Hey, those are two f- great games. Uh, the first they, one, they, yeah, uh, freaking yeah. Torment uh, or Planescape Torment is one of the greatest uh, single player RPGs ever made. Period. Oh, wow. And that's old, oh, but this remastered that's quite version is. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. And then well, that maybe, uh, I should, maybe I should give him something else then. That, yeah. these are, if these are both good, then he doesn't need both They're of them. They're really right? good. He'd be happy with one of them. Yeah, Republic is a really cool stealth action thing. Very cool. These are awesome games. He'll he'll love these. Excellent. All right. Well, those he only gets them if if one of you guys wins, and it's the one that he teams up with. And to team up, we need to give you guys a question. So put your hands on your buzzers. All right. Oh, gonna move that. There we go. Yeah. We surveyed 368 Tadpool members and asked them to name a famous monkey, real or fictional. Scott. King Kong. Missed it. Show me King Kong. Oh, nice. One answer will beat it, Brian. Mm, um, so say, say the question one more time. One more time. Sure. Name a famous <laughs> monkey, real or fictional. I'm gonna go with. Ooh. Um, I'm gonna go with Michael Jackson's uh, little uh, bubbly monkey. Everybody knows him, right? <laughs> bubbles. Sure, bubbles. Show me bubbles. Oh, wait Number five. Oh. Yeah. Well, that means days with uh, me. Yeah. That, that means mean? Dave is with you. Sweet. Uh, so Scott and Dave working together, and you guys have uh, have control. All right, Dave, uh, who doesn't sound anything like the stereotype of a Bemidjian. You betcha um, he doesn't. Let's. Uh, you, anything jump to your head where you're like, oh yeah, there's a monkey I know will be on this list. Uh, mine's probably kind of out there, but the first thing I thought of was uh, Amy from. Um, from Congo, oh, I think it's called. That's great. Amy, uh, sad. Amy. Oh, yeah. Amy. I wonder how. Suck yeah, it, Amy. I, well, <laughs> that, that, it's kind of out there. That was the first one that popped in my head. Though. Lava tubes. Um, I was thinking. <laughs> well, I've got a backup, but I think we go for it. This is a weird, <clears throat> weird crowd we're dealing with. Let's say Amy from Congo. All right. Show me Amy from Congo. Oh, uh, number number fifteen on the list. All right, it made it, but not and, quite. And by the way, we know that a lot of these the yeah, things on say, the list are not, not monkeys. Monkeys. Right? Yeah, yeah, we. we it's, it's the spirit primates. of the right. It's yeah. Yes. Yeah, I get it. Uh, this is about what people said, not what about what is fact. Exactly. Exactly. This isn't Tadpooly fact. This is Tadpooly feud. <laughs> yeah. No facts here, baby. All right, so back over to Brian Dunaway. Uh, let's see. Um, how about... Um, I just feel like this is a smart answer, and that worries me. I'm going to say <laughs> Caesar from Planet of the Apes. Oh, sure. Spreading that virus. All right, yeah. let's see. The, all right, show me Caesar. <laughs> yep, number four on the list. Nice. He, I don't think he was spreading the virus, but he no, he was. He it. just was the beneficiary. He was. Of, he yeah. was spreading yeah. the virus of uh, r- uh, rebellion. Yeah, 
Uh, right. just, the last two movies are uh, Matt Reeves joints, and he's making the new Batman. So I'm just saying, I'm excited. Right, that guy's great. All right, keep going. You dangerous. Right. There's a- going, Dunaway. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to go with um. Oh, what is his name? The whole second. Wait, 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 wait. What? Thinking. Yeah. I had it. I had it for a second there. Forgot his name. Yeah. Clyde. Okay. Clyde. 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 Yes, the That's monkey him. with the Clint Eastwood's Clyde with the he's a, he's really an orangutan, but these people this is monkey people. Come on, right, yeah, that's yeah. The right turn, Clyde. That that Clyde right. is when you're talking that's about. It. All right, yeah. uh, that's, show what me... I, that's what I had to say to myself so I could remember a stupid name. Yeah, well done. <laughs> <laughs> show me that uh, thing from any which way but every which way but loose. Oh, oh that's too old, man. Uh, <laughs> Nobody knows. Old, that number anymore. sixteen, actually. Oh, okay. so just barely didn't make the top ten. All right, how do you feel about Donkey Kong, Dave? Oh, that's a oh, that's good a, one. I didn't think about that. that yeah, let's do it. Let's do Donkey Kong, Brian. All right, show me Donkey Kong. That's too low. <laughs> It's on there, but it's too low, damn it's it. It's on there. Number seven on the list. Uh, the lower, the better, though, Scott. Yeah, it's true. That's the true, lower, actually. The yeah, you do the lower. <laughs> that's not. That's a good points. point. The way these rules work, we'll, we'll benefit uh-huh. ourselves. if we right now, It's a tie. It's 9-9. Nine, nine. Was Donkey Kong's name Donkey Kong in the Mario? Yeah, he's still yeah, was, Donkey yeah, Kong. Okay. Yeah, got a big old always, DK on his tie. Where's a tie? It was always called Donkey Kong. Okay. Yeah, when, sure. I cho- when I chose him last night for a golf, uh, a golf, uh, three holes of golf, I chose Donkey Kong. Yeah. Right. Okay, just making sure he was always called that. Right, because Mario was originally Jumpman, right? Yeah. Right, so, right. So Donkey Kong could have had another name in that first game. Now, we could stay in Nintendo Land and even go f- further down the list if we wanted yeah. to do Diddy Kong. How do you feel about Diddy Kong, Diddy, Dave? Diddy, Diddy, Diddy Kong. He's an actual... Yeah, not, not much has come into my head, so yeah. we'll go for Let's it. Let's go Diddy. He's an actual monkey, right. so this will be good. <laughs> His actual monkey. Yeah. Show me Diddy Kong. Damn it! Interesting. Uh, number seventeen. It's funny because Amy, Clyde, and Diddy Kong all fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen. Really? Yeah. What is number one that's bothering me? There should yeah. be something just, just like punching me in the face here. Yeah, I don't know what um, it is either. It's weird. And it's it's fictional or otherwise, right? Correct. Uh, uh, which otherwise would be real? Yes. <laughs> fictional. Why is there a real? difference? Between real and fictional? Yep. Right. Yep. There is. Yes. There definitely is. There's a monkey. Well, in I'm going to go with the fictional uh, uh, <laughs> fake news Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> that never happened. That was just YouTube video. That didn't it happen. An, it was an inside job. All right. It was an inside show job. me, show me Harambe. Yes. Number eight on the list. <laughs> Number eight. <laughs> ah, I should have thought of that. Dang, Dang it. Uh, <laughs> how about that little, um, wait, 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 is it my, wait, you, wait, no, no, I wasn't, I wasn't doing speak. an, I wasn't doing an answer. Go ahead okay. though. No, right. go ahead. Go ahead, Brian. You're good. <laughs> I wasn't doing an answer. It sounds like you're about to say, no, uh, it's how fine. About, I, I'm, taking, I'm taking kind of a scatter shot to kind of figure out what the tap pool is thinking. Cause number one's gotta be something that. Is it Curious George? I mean, he's a curious monkey, but I can't see everybody saying Curious George. Well, is that is that your guess? I guess so. I don't, I'm, right. Number one is confusing me. Show me by Curious George. <laughs> it is number the number one, one answer by no, quite a lot. There we yeah. go. There what? we go. What? I knew it had to be some kind of weird. That's weird. That is weird. Yeah, hardly. 
I wouldn't have put that in the top ten just no. if you'd asked me. Yeah. But I go, I no, know, because there's... I would do something like, but Scott's already called me old one time. <laughs> I'm not calling. I'm I'm older than you, so I, I can't call you old. But when I think of monkeys, I think of the animated kind, and I always think of like there's three in my head that I can think of right now. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of which where people would go. So I'm going to go with Chim Chim. He's in my trunk of my uh, <laughs> of my of the Speed Racer, my Mach right. Five. Okay. All right, get out of there, Chim Chim. Show me Chim Chim. No, no, Chim 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 is where is he on this list? I got two more animated ones that no three, three. I got three more. Okay, thirty-four on the list, uh, Chim Chim. All right, how about this, Dave? I know we got a bunch of friends fans in the tadpool, and some of them said their little monkey. Problem is, I don't remember the damn thing's name. It's like oh, I know that one. Uh, is it an S? Yes, yeah, an S. Uh, do I need the name, Brian, or can it be the Friends monkey? Mm, I'll, I'll, I'll let you just say the monkey from Friends. All right, monkey there from Friends. Go. Marcel. Oh, is, is that Marcel. the name? Marcel. It's the monkey name. Show me Marcel. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, number three. <laughs> I was actually really worried about that. That was a good right. one. That was good. Yeah, well, right. I always forget that the tadpool is very friends friendly. Oh yeah, they they love friends. that is their jam. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It's just people of a certain age, and I don't know, whatever yeah, people watch it on Netflix. They and... know how to pivot. Pivot. Uh, I get it. Um, all right, it's still our turn. Let's see. Oh, Dave, anything jump into your um, head? Actually, oh. I just thought of a of. Um, a movie I remember when I was a kid, Mighty Joe Young. Oh, Mighty Joe Young. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. That had uh, Furiosa. I know in it. it's not uh, a monkey still, but yeah, no, no, no you're totally fine. Right, Let's do. On, I on. like it. Let's do Mighty Joe Young. That's a good one. All right, show me Mighty Joe Young. These were too young for the Mighty Joe Young. Yeah. All right, Brian, you've got uh, two strikes. One more strike, but there are three answers left on the board. Six, so, nine, and ten. Right, and I can I can kind of talk it out because Scott doesn't have another turn. You right? can talk it out, right? Because he's right. right. It's like he won't be able to to guess. As a matter of fact, <sighs> you've 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 won. Sadly, right. uh, Dave has lost. But uh, oh, has he won? Let's see. Oh yeah, you have. Yeah. It's eighteen points to your twelve. So Ooh. I'm thinking Mojo Jojo, or Grape Ape, or Apu. <laughs> Those are the three monkeys I could choose from. Okay. This group likes friends and curious George. They seem to be more of the Disney people. I'm going to go with Apu. All right. Show me Apu. You mean Abu, by the way. Abu. Yeah, I, said, I did Abu. say it. Sorry. You're right. <laughs> I did say it wrong. You're right. It's Abu. I did say Apu. I'm sorry. Show no, I'm me. Not, not Apu from The Simpsons. No. But Abu. Yeah. Abu. Right. Yeah. right. Show do, me Abu. Do, 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 do. Uh, yes. Man. Yes. Shit. Do, do. Do, 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 do. I'm surprised about that. You st- how how strongly do you broke. how strongly do you feel about that grape ape? Because grape ape is ancient. I feel pretty good about grape. I personally, I want I wanted to say grape ape from the beginning. Okay, because I love grape ape. Yeah, grape ape's awesome. But he is an ape. It's in the name. I don't know if that would have thrown anybody. Yeah. So what's your answer? What's your guess? Oh, uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, grape ape. Oh. Going for All right. it. Sound like Show me like Grape Ape. Oh, yeah. oh. Grape Ape was actually number 11. It was the nice. just, just uh, outside of the cut. 
Uh, all right, show me your last two answers here. Mojo, Jojo. It is not Mojo, Jojo. Coco. Oh, the actual, the other, we finally have a real, real monkey on the list. I, yeah. I totally forgot about real monkeys after a sit Harambe. Well, I guess, Bubbles, I guess. Harambe and Coco are. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, Marcel's a real ape. Just a fictitious a use of the character. Well, right. True. right, it's true. That's true. And finally, Dr. Zayas. Oh, Dr. Zayas. Yeah, the most realist of apes, Dr. Zayas. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, yes. man. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Uh, I thought about Zayas for a hot second earlier, but then I thought, well, if they didn't get. Um, whatever other one it was, I thought they would get that. They're not going to get that. Yeah. But uh, here's here's the bottom line. What all that means? It means we don't have a winner. But you Dave, those games. It was still fun to play with you, and you'll always have future chances. See, that's the that's way to right. look at this. Absolutely. Always look yes. on the bright side. How do you feel about yeah, your ter- your tremendous loss? Oh, and it's all good. Uh, it's it's very rare for me to be able to call in because I, I usually work during the time that this is going on so oh well nice well, well, yeah i'm glad we caught you glad, caught you that way we were able to get you this time yeah, yeah. heck yeah well i'll uh, give our best to all of bemidji and watch out for those guys in fargo they're up to no good <laughs> all right brian Dunaway. Uh, let me give you guys yeah. some of the answers that were lower on the list that are always great uh rafiki another popular oh, one that would have been a good one gleek from the wonder twins uh bobo yeah. uh the uh bad dates uh, monkey oh. from Indiana, Indiana <laughs> Jones, the, the dead monkey from Indiana Jones, yeah. monkey from Indiana Jones, uh, Winston from Overwatch, Bear from BJ and the Bear, uh, Davy Jones, of course. People, people, uh, a couple of people had Davy Jones and um, uh, Mickey Dolans from the Monkeys. Oh, I get it. Now. I, I uh, thought about that, but I thought that would be too old for people. Uh, my favorite, uh, well, uh, yeah, my favorite answer: Annie's boobs from Community. The monkey was named <laughs> Annie's boobs. Yeah, uh, both you all. and Scott got callouts. Uh, Brian Dunaway, Scott Johnson, oh. both, both nice. uh, monkeys. Oh, monkeys. fantastic! You didn't. You got. You were left off that list. That's that's a. That was. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I was left off. Nice. Uh, Gunter from Futurama. Joe Rogan. Oh, uh, that was a Klaus great from the Sprockets SNL sketch. Oh uh, man, good McGilla, lord! McGilla Gorilla, uh, Monchichi, which I don't even think is is. Uh, an animal. I don't even know what Mochichi is. Um, Monkey Bananas getting a shout out. Oh, uh, but Suzanne no, no Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo, hmm. Mojo, Mojo Jojo got uh, one vote down at number fifty-one. Okay. Fifty-one. Jeez. So did uh um uh, uh what's uh, did Gorilla Grodd make the list? Yeah, I thought oh, about Gorilla yeah. Grodd. Surprisingly, no. You'd think you would have, but oh, no Gorilla man. Grodd. Wow. Not enough old school Super Friends fans out there. I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's well, that's not true Gleek. because they like Gleek. Yeah, yeah that's Gleek true. made it on there. Yeah. Well, Gleek um, was... Cheetah. No Cheetah, cheetah. on the list Cheetah's either. not a monkey. <laughs> Why would from, Cheetah... Uh, no, from uh, Tarzan. Oh. Tarzan's uh, Cheetah. Her name was Cheetah? You know, I've never, I've never put that together. <laughs> Hold on. This monkey's name was Cheetah. Jane, are you Hold on. Cheetah. Tarzan and Jane. Jane was the woman. Yeah, yeah. He's he's right. It was. Cheetah was the... No, was it? Hold on. Cheetah was a monkey. Hold on. I just watched this That is hilarious. Or is Cheetah... Not only I just watched it, I freaking recommended it last recommendals. Let me find out what's going on here because now I'm annoyed. All right. So Rosie O'Donnell plays Turk. Who plays Cheetah? Oh, you're talking talking about the cart... You're talking about the animated... I think you're talking about the old school... Old school Tarzan. Tarzan right? Oh, like okay. I'm talking about the yeah. animated movie. All right. It's a chimpanzee. Yeah. And his name was Turk. Cheetah. Oh, in the I see the Disney Tarzan. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, the one I recommend. Was it called Cheetah there? No. There was no nobody named Cheetah. There was a Cheetah, but it was a thing they fought. My my monkey memory is shot. Yeah. Wow. That oh, the gray stroke, the gray stoke one, diced tomato. That's the one. Yeah, that movie had. I guess that had cheetah in it. I guess. Well, I mean, the old, the old. No, no, the old cheetah. black and white. Yeah, had. I don't remember there being a monkey in. Uh, in I wonder if it was Tarzan. I wonder if it was Burroughs' original. original. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. What's I wonder if. Uh, I wonder what it will. Yeah, I wonder. Hmm. That hmm. was. Uh, <laughs> that was what's his name? Uh, the the Highlander in there, right? He was Tarzan. Do I remember that right? I think so. Didn't it Grace? Yes. Yes. yes Christopher right? Lambert was Tarzan in the Greystoke okay. movie. All right. My memory serves then. Yes. Greystoke, uh, the legend. And of uh, Andy McDowell was the uh, was Jane, but her voice was provided by Glenn Close. What? Unbeknownst, unbeknownst to uh, to her. Weird. Oh, I Glenn forgot. Glenn Close came in and redubbed everything. Ian Holm was in that. Uh, Richard Griffiths. He's great. Have we watched that? We should watch that for film sec if we haven't. Yeah, why don't Absolutely. we? Absolutely. That'd be a great idea. Speaking of which, that's happening this weekend. Did I just say the word oh, witch? Oh, it feels is, like... Yeah. What? Isn't Wishmaster. Our, wish, oh, it's not Witchmaster. It's Wishmaster. It's Speaking wish. of wish. Wishmaster. <laughs> yeah, we're doing Wishmaster, which I don't think I've seen. I've uh, never seen Wishmaster. Yeah. I've seen Wishmaster. Well, of course you have. You probably have four you DVDs. You guys in a are in for a treat. This is the 1997 movie. Is that the one? 1997, correct. It's on eight. Uh, it's on Prime right now. Maybe other places too, but that's where I'm watching it. Yeah, it's on got, Prime. It's got Robert England. Yeah, Ted Ram- Ted Ramey in it. Yeah, you got your Angus yep. Scrim. He's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's cool. And no one else I know. Oh, Vern Troyer's <laughs> in it. We got Vern Troyer for like a hot second. Oh, come on, Tony Todd. Oh. We love Tony Todd. Wait, where's he's Tony, like Tony Todd? Here. Oh, Candy he's man. not in the main list here. Is he in this? Oh. Yeah, he plays Johnny Valentine. You guys excited about that new, uh, uh, the new Candyman? Yeah, deal? the the Candyman, the... the uh, Don't say it two more times, fool. Who's the, who's the director? Uh, is it Jordan Peele? Uh, no, Jordan Peele's producing. i do not not sure who the director okay. is, though. But it's it's kind of in the vein of that sort of thing, I guess. But Candyman, he shoots bees oh, out of his mouth. Oh, oh, oh. oh, wait, we're down. Well, yeah, only Andy one more Land. time. Wait, don't you have to say it in a mirror? Okay, Candyman. Oh, I said it three times. Don't you say oh, it in a mirror? No, that was five times. We're done. It's we're five dead. Five times for Candyman. Yeah, it's it's uh, three times for Beetlejuice. There's bees oh, in there. Right. There's suddenly bees. Well, Why are there how bees? Many for, how many for Bloody Mary then? Uh, three, uh, four and a half. <laughs> hmm. I think it's three, isn't it? That's what we did when we were kids. Three. <laughs> I think it's three. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, it's always the three for me anytime. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. guess what happened when we did it? Nothing. 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 Yeah. Uh, there are no bees, and we've said Candyman now six times, and there's still no bees. So oh, everything's fine. Wow. Uh, that's going to do it. Thanks, Brian, for hanging out, and be here for that film sack this weekend, and also check out yesterday's boop show while you're at it. Brian and I talking about indie games, um, and uh, you'll love it. Brian Dunaway, anything else you'd like to say? Yes, follow me on Twitch. It's Brian Dunaway. Tomorrow night is Thursday night, right? I think it is. Mm-hmm. Be playing some Graveyard Keeper with Kit London. Nice. This will be day 652. I don't know. It feels like it. We've been playing it for a while. Yeah. Enjoying myself. Yeah. Have you've, you've kept a lot of graveyards, and that's the important thing. Uh, yes. Have a good one. We'll see you then. All right. Off he goes. All right. Let's do a couple news stories. I like that idea a lot. Me too. 
It's the news brought to you by. Do you ever wonder what a single man and a sentient can of expired creamed corn get up to in their daily lives? If you answered yes, then check out the webcomic by Scott Johnson called Fred and Can, available at fredandcan.com. That's fredandcan.com. Indeed. Uh, speaking of which, today's uh, strip will go up right after the show. And uh, let's say it's, uh, let's say, let's say Fred's an idiot. Let's say that. That's oh, all okay. I'll say. All right. Yeah. I don't want to give anything you, On a very special episode of Fred and Can. Yeah. Fred's an idiot. Yeah. Fred's an idiot. Uh, unlike every other episode where he's <laughs> always an idiot. Um, but yeah, there's a sneak peek chat. That's all you get. All right. Uh, let's get into this news story here. This first one here. Methamphetamine mm-hmm. is making its way into waterways in this country. Uh-oh. And is probably turning trout into addicts. Florida trout. Florida trout. That's right. Uh, a bunch of trout are going to be addicted, it turns out, to the drug. Um, wow. uh, brown trout in particular can be addicted to illegal drug anth- f- uh, methamphetamine when it accumulates in waterways, according to some brand new researcher uh, data. Researchers led by Pavel Horky. Now that's a name. <laughs> Pavel Horky. I am Pavel Horky. A behavioral ecol- ecologist. Ecologist. You got it right. Ecologist. Ecologist. Why is that having a hard time coming out of my face? I don't know. Uh, He's from the Czech University of Life Sciences in Prague. Set out to investigate whether illicit drugs alter fish behavior at levels found in bodies of water. According to the study, it was just published last Tuesday. The team put 40 brown trout into a tank of water containing a level of meth that had been found in freshwater uh, rivers for a period of eight weeks before transferring them back to a clean tank. Uh, then every other day, the researchers checked whether the trout were suffering from meth withdrawal uh, by giving them cho- a choice between water containing the drug and water without. Uh, a further 40 trout were used in the control group. Trout that had spent eight weeks in water containing meth selected water containing the drug in the four days after moving to the fresh water. They're hooked. They're hooked on the stuff, Brian. How now, brown trout? Yeah, how how now? Brown trout. <laughs> Normally a cow, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For a second there, I went, am I going to Mandela effect brown cow? <laughs> Wait, was it always trout? Because <laughs> it sounded right when you said it. And then now it isn't right. Yeah. Um, anyway, the trout had spent eight weeks in water containing meth. Uh, they selected that, as, as I mentioned. This indicates they were suffering withdrawal because they sought out the drug when it uh, became available, according to the researchers. So maybe, you know, more study needs to be done. But uh, yeah, turns out. Um- what happens when we eat those trout? Oh. Right? I thought I mean, of that. Do we get hooked ourselves? Like, oh, give me some more of that brown trout. Where can I get some more? Just one more. Just one more brown trout. Maybe it just means you'll never eat brown trout again unless it's full of meth. You yeah, I, I mean? don't know if I've ever eaten brown trout. I've had rainbow trout. Yeah, rainbows. I've had a lot of rainbow trout here in Colorado, but I don't think I've ever had any other kind of trout. I've had brown trout. I've had lake trout or lake trout, lake trout. I forget the name. Maybe that's not right. Um, rainbow, like you said, and there's another river trout that I've had. Maybe kinds of trout. Many trouts. Steelhead trout. Is that right? Oh, steelhead trout. Sure. Cutthroat trout. Maybe. Ah, it's been so long. But we used to like fish and eat them, like. Back when I mm-hmm. wanted to do things like camp, 
Uh, Brooke Trout. That's <laughs> what I was trying of- to say. That's right. Brooke Trout. TB's Travis. Brooke Trout. Yeah. Okay. That's the one. Uh, there we go. There's a there's a kind of trout called Splake. S P L A K E. Splake. Wait, Splake Trout? Like that's the full Splake. term? Splake. Just Splake. Splake. Not even not even called Splake Trout. It is just Splake. You'd be like, I'd like some fried Splake or a Splake sandwich. <laughs> is it too early for a Splake sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah. it's a hybrid of a male brook trout and a female lake trout. Oh, all right. They should have just called it Blake. Yeah, Blake. <laughs> Blake. You want some Blake? Mmm, breaded Blake. Mmm. Well, anyway, careful fish. You never know what's in that next river is all I'm yeah, saying. That's the lesson there. Uh, speaking of bodies and chemicals, and one that's close and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Men with low testosterone are more likely to die from COVID-19. Oh, man. Oh, no. Low T, low T. Low T, low T. Well, thankfully, my latest test, and we'll do, we have one, I have one more follow-up tomorrow morning before the show. Uh, my numbers are back in line, so Good. if I if I twere to get COVID-19, I would have less of whatever this problem is, but let's read about it. Men with symptomatic COVID-19 were found to have low testosterone, that were found to also have low testosterone following it admittance to a hospital, were more likely to become severely ill and often die from the disease, according to new research. The study carried out in Milan during the first wave of the coronavirus in 2020 found that the lower levels of testosterone meant the higher the likelihood the male patients would need intensive care, be intubated on a ventilator, and remain in the hospital over longer periods of time. Their likelihood of dying increased sixfold, six times higher if you had the low T, low T. Wow. That's not good. Does not uh, no. Findings are being presented to the European Association of Urology. Professor Andrea Solanoli. Solanolinia. Solania. Is that right? Yeah, it's a, you totally got it. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. And his colleagues at the San Rafael University Hospital in Milan compared 286 male COVID <laughs> patients who came to an emergency room with 305 uh, healthy male volunteers who attended the hospital to give blood between February and May of 2020. Uh, they checked out both patients and volunteers for levels of male hormones, including testosterone. And the T is measured in nanomoles per liter. Nanomoles. Mm. I like that. Nanomoles. And 9.2 anomalies. or below. Yeah, anomalies, <laughs> basically. Uh, 9.2 or below is deemed the threshold for low testosterone, and uh, that's no good. Uh, nearly 90% of the patients had testosterone below this level. Um, that's actually pretty normal because most dudes, you're going to have lower T as you get older. You just do. Mm-hmm. Some of you, me included, for some reason, lost a ton about lost two ton years ago. About two years ago, mine went and no, and, and thrown in the harbor. Is what happened. <laughs> they don't even know why. Like she mm-hmm. couldn't. She's like, it just happens. It's whatever. So they give you these shots, and now mine, mine are in normal range now. But uh, they also had other stuff like pre-existing conditions and body mass index were also taken into an account and these hormonal profiles were still pretty stark. So, so get your T checked, I guess. I don't know. There's ways to fix it. It's not hard either or that expensive. They just give you a bunch of shots and you put them in your bum. Mm, yeah. Good. That's where you bum, put them. Bum T shots. Didn't, didn't I get one of those on the, on the you air? You did once? on the show. Yes. Yeah. And, and not only was it fun originally, but it was even more fun in the mashup that, uh, yeah, that Jamie put together. It did work out pretty well for everyone involved. Um, all right, here's a story that you'll love. <laughs> I love it. I do love it. British Airways in the news. Uh, that's an air airline, everybody. 
Uh, That's really good food, by the way. I love I love, do, do love flying British Airways. Yeah, oh, I hadn't heard that. That's cool. Like it was it was airplane food that I was happy to consume. Mm, it's great. That's a rare thing to say ever mm-hmm. to ever hear for anyone say. You never hear that. No, you never. No, I only I only fly for the food. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, the BA flight that in question here was forced to land early. And a bunch of people had to be put in hotels and stuff on the on the dime of the company because of quote a smelly poo. <laughs> I love I love that uh, certain parts of the world just call it a poo. Yeah, just poo. a poo. It's a poo. Yeah, what kind of poo? What's that a on smelly the ground? Poo. poo. Yeah, mm-hmm. is it a is it a dirty poo? Sure, mostly a smelly poo. A smelly anyway, poo. the plane was headed from Heathrow to Dubai on Thursday, a seven hour flight. That's a big one. Abhishek Sajdev, (laughs) who was on board, tweeted, insane. Our BA flight to Dubai returned back to Heathrow because of a smelly poo. (laughs) 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 I love it. Um, Says he told the newspaper the pilot made an announcement requesting senior cabin crew. We knew something was a bit odd. About 10 minutes later, he said, you may have noticed there was quite a pungent smell coming from one of the toilets. He said it was a liquid fecal excrement. Uh, those were the words he used. The plane had been airborne for just 30 minutes when it turned around. The next available flight was 15 hours later, so passengers had to be put up in hotels overnight. Uh, speaking to Radio 1's uh, Greg James, Sarah, who works for the airline, said, quote, when you're up at that altitude and the cavern has to be pressurized, to the, uh, so the problem is that anything like that uh, is actually a health and safety problem because only 50% of the air is being recycled and cleaned. Uh, in a statement, BA said a decision was taken to turn uh, return for the safety and comfort of our customers on board. We're very sorry for the discomfort of our customers, they said. Uh, we provided them with a hotel accommodation and rescheduled the flight for departing the very next day. I'm trying yeah. to imagine how I would feel. Like if you yeah. said, all right, we're turning it around because of a smelly poo. I would go... I don't know what I'd think. I'd think that was... What, uh, if you were the, what if you were the guy? What if you were oh. the, the poor sop in 22F who just came back from the bathroom? <laughs> I can't I'm sorry. imagine. I'm sorry. <laughs> all they had in the terminal was uh, bean burritos. That's all they had. Yeah. I, I feel, you know, like I, they, they, this story obviously doesn't identify the... Uh, no, the culprit, no. but I, but they all know who They it is. know who they are right now. They know who they are. And they know that this story is... a. BBC.com, right? We're not talking about some yeah. crappy New no, York Post thing. Legit, legit yeah. source, yeah. So you, whoever you are, you know. You know what you it did. It amazes me, though, that, that all right, so uh, took off 30 minutes in the air, turning around, coming back, so another 30 minutes. So they're an hour late. But they can't just like, all right, everybody off the plane, we're going to put you in the gate for a minute while we clean the bathroom for 15 minutes. Yeah, why not that? I why not that? Yeah, right? now that you say it, that seems why fifteen crazy. hours. Like, oh, this plane is. We have to throw this plane away. We need a new plane. <laughs> this plane like is, this this is, is. We're retiring this one. Yeah, just burn this one. It's it's too far gone. <laughs> too too damaged to fly again. Sorry. But like, I I get the whole like I'm no I'm no flight expert, but I understand the knock on effect of a schedule bump and you know whatever delay you have there then delays the next thing and the next thing and the next sure, thing and this sure. guy taxing and then suddenly all the airlines have some delay because of one right. thing so i get that but yeah. it does seem it seems extreme 15 hours and that whole that just seems extreme to me i don't i don't know why it does it totally does but no sorry one we're putting poo. you up in a hotel because no one here is qualified to uh 
to Lysol a toilet. Nope. Nope. <laughs> not one. Not a one of you. Yeah. Uh, finally, this is interesting. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Speaking of the COVID vaccine. Yep. These uh, ding-dongs in India, there was a bit of a scam. Here's what happened. Thousands thought they were getting a COVID-19 uh, vaccine. They were actually injected with salt water instead. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, heads are going to roll on this one. Mm-hmm. Thousands of people f- fell prey to an elaborate, wide-ranging scam selling fake coronavirus vaccines in India with doctors and medical workers among those arrested for their involvement. At least 12 fake vaccine, uh, vaccination drives were held in or near the financial hub of Mumbai, the country's western uh, state. Uh, let's see. They, this is from their police department. They were using saline water and, inject, and injecting it. Every fake vaccine camp they, that they had, they were doing this, he says. And it's not even, it wasn't even Chuck Norris water. No. They could have used Chuck Norris water at least. Right. Because uh, clearly, <laughs> I forgot their slogan. I was going to read that. I was going to say their slogan. Oh, uh, I already forgot uh, it. Roundhouse of refreshment. There no, you go. Roundhouse. Roundhouse of Refreshment is a lot better than what they chose. That's right. Let's just admit it. Uh, 2,500 people were given the fake shots. Organizers uh, charged their victims fees also. Uh, they earned about 28 grand in total in U.S. dollars. Uh, we have arrested doctors, he said. Uh, they were using a hospital that was producing the fake certificates, virals, and, uh, or vials and, and syringes. That's a mouthful. <laughs> so far, 14 people have been arrested on suspicion of cheating. Attempts at a culpable homicide, criminal conspiracy, and other charges. They expect more arrests coming. Uh, India was ravaged by a second wave of coronavirus between April and June, which infected millions, uh, killed tens of thousands nationwide. And they've got that Delta variant business over there, man. So that's not nice at all. Yeah, no, that sucks. What a rotten way to... Like, they're already, yeah, they're already struggling to get people vaccinated in India, and they're pulling this... Yeah. Flame. Do some doofuses taking advantage of this? So yeah, well done, guys. Well done. You've done it. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister yeah. Wendy will enter the building and uh, be here live on camera. So cool. look forward to that. Before that, though, a song selection from Brian's Giant Jukebox of Joy. What do you got? Yeah, this is cool. So this is a, a band called Immersion, and uh, the band features um, Colin Newman of the band Wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, from 90s uh, influential UK band Wire. Um, this is an instrumental track that I heard and said, I have to buy the entire album now. And it's not out yet. It doesn't come out until September 4th um, via Swim Records. But my God, this is so good. So this is Immersion featuring Ulrich Schnauss. Ulrich Schnauss. The song is called Skylarks. Uh, get ready for some really cool uh, electronic um, instrumentals here. Once again, the band is Immersion.
Noted throat specialists made weekly examinations and reported not one single case of throat irritation due to smoking camels. I remember. back everybody brian that song again was that song again is skylarks performed by immersion and ulrich schnauz yeah uh from the upcoming album nano cluster which comes out in september fantastic uh you guys get ready because your minds will be blown by how we brought we folded the the country into itself my sister wendy is in studio with us today doing therapy thursday live wendy welcome to the show Hello. Oh, look at you. She sounds so nice. <laughs> Doesn't she sound nice? You sound all warm and like on a mic and stuff. Yeah. yeah not on like great. a little child's handheld uh, phone crap. Yeah. You're not. This is a really. Oh, I just saw Peter poke his head and then took off again. He can totally watch you do this if he wants to. I don't know where he's at. But. No. Uh, Wendy's here with her kids and her husband, although he's not here with you physically today. No. Hanging out with family? He's working. Oh, okay. He's here in spirit. Yeah. He's here with her in spirit. In theory, yes. Yeah, in theory and spirit, he's here. Uh, it's good to have you here. We're going to, I think, have some fun with this just because, I don't know, when people are live, it changes the dynamic. And why not change the dynamic? I always say. Um, we're going to wrestle at some point. Yeah, right? we're going to wrestle. So <laughs> that camera is there for a reason. Um, all right, well, let's just dive in. I'm going to read this email. And uh, you've, I actually sent this to you before we all met up for the reunion. How'd the end of that go? It was great. It was fine. Yeah. We felt dumb because months ago when this all got planned, uh, we were told the first through the fourth. So those are the days that we locked in at the place and everyone else did the second through the fifth. So we left it like a day before everyone else did. And I, oh, no. we felt b- kind of bad about it, but I, we didn't know what else to do because we, you know, we'd only booked the thing and you couldn't yeah. change it very easy and, yeah. and all that. Nah, it was good. It was, it was nice to see everybody. You didn't miss anything. Was there any kind of big <laughs> finale, like a big crescendo? A big breakfast where we, well, here's what I learned about our family. We will go to a, a coordinated location. Yeah. We will talk for two hours yeah. randomly to each other. And then we try to decide something to do. It's another hour discussion. <laughs> and then only outlaws make decisions so they then say hey how about we just do this and then we all go okay <laughs> yeah. do that. so that was over and over and over and that happened the last day as well we went to breakfast oh that sounds nice talked for three hours in breakfast walked out talked in the parking lot for another hour yeah we do do that why we is do. that is that every family or is it just us because we just i don't know we we're avoiding actual activities i don't know it's yeah weird. i don't know what's going it was on fun. Either. it was a really good time yeah i'm glad it was it worth the 20 hour drive and then the other 20 you're gonna have to do back um yeah when you put it that way <laughs> no 40 hours of driving man yeah oh, oh. that sucks and you know what you you get just used to the nothingness in the wyomings <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. there's nothing mm-hmm. there nah, it's no offense yeah. oh it's listening. another field great yeah. excellent yeah. that's it's, fun it's beautiful in its own way yeah in its own dirty mad max sort of dystopian yeah way. where you're constantly like does everyone have water that's the feeling <laughs> it's very stressful yeah that's a good point well uh we're uh we're gonna dive right in so this is a, this is actually an email i sent to you before we all met up and you said great and it was a sort of like all right when we when we do figure this out we'll this will be the one we'll do real so, quick before you read yeah, it yeah if i were a betting person which i would be Never, because I'm terrible at this, but yeah. I I could not recall what this email is about for $1 million. I could not. Oh, 
You're... So this will be fresh. Like I've never heard it. <clears throat> yeah. Which, sorry if I don't sound prepared. I'm no, not, this is what's great. This is what's great because, well, A, you were rushing around to get here. I apparently got a little lost in the neighborhoods up here, yeah. which is totally normal. Everyone does. Um, and ironically, the layout up here is based on this this uh, mega millionaire Minnesota person who designed it. Yeah, so it's his fault. You'd think, oh wow, Wendy's from <laughs> Minnesota. She'll come and just it'll be like home or like new home, but not not exactly. But anyway, uh, you made it perfectly on time. Yeah, you wow. sound good. The mic's good. You look good on camera. What else could we ask for? Nothing. Really? That, if I give crappy advice, you'll just let it go because I got here on time. Right. But then some people think of it this way. People walk into your office and they sit down and they have stuff they want to tell you yeah. that you're not prepared for. Totally. Because you don't know yet. I actually prefer not knowing. See, it's, there you go. So here we are. All right. I'm, I'm going to read this then. Okay. This is from Anonymous who says, I have a rough one for you guys. Please keep it anonymous. Uh, don't even use my initial. All right. We won't do that. Uh, it says, I don't know how to word this question, so I will just tell you the situation. I come from a broken home. They went through a nasty divorce when I was 11. I assume that means uh, their parents. And they were uh, used as pawns through a five-year nasty settlement. Both my dad and my mom have been married for 20-plus years now. My mom has always been the toxic one. Textbook narcissist, master manipulator, will do and say whatever is warrant uh, to warrant the outcome that she is looking for. But it's always two to three levels down. So you know it's effed up, but you can't find or so you can't always put your finger on why it's effed up. My family of four, two young kids, deserve better. And we're removed, we've removed her from our life as she was toxic. With my mom as the villain in the story, it was always easy to give my dad a pass on a lot of crap. I wore rose-colored glasses with him for many years. I put up with a lot of things I should not have put up with. I already cut ties with my mom. I just wanted a dad. That role was never assumed. At the most, I got a friend who sometimes shares their life but doesn't really invest in mine. It's all about him and his life and his new family, one kid with his new wife, for example, uh, and they are his priority, not us. Over the weekend, a situation arose where I needed to take a step back from our relationship and I ceased communication so that I could, or sorry, so I could think. I found out that a sibling, uh, from through a sibling, that some things that were said by him about me that literally felt like I was getting stabbed through the heart. Uh, a hard thing to read from someone you uh, should love to should love unconditionally. I had to make the hard decision to cut him out of my life. It's been uh, dawning on me that it was not so different from my mom. It's just as he's just as much of a narcissist and doesn't consider us a priority in his life. I now have no comment or excuse me contact with my mom or dad. I feel very empty now. I have uh, my wife's parents, thankfully, but I'm left with a feeling of being very hollow. I also, or sorry, I am not sure how to move forward with any of this. Any help would be appreciated. Feel free to let me know if you want further information uh, and that you don't need to, or that you don't want to read on air anonymous. Okay. So finding, finding out, taking sides early because you thought one was the problem. And then later on, it turns out the other one kind of sucks They're too. The problem. Yeah. And now you're like, oh man, everyone sucks. <laughs> So what do you do? What do you say? Where do you want to go with this one? Okay, let's start with a couple basics. One right. is the uh, just inexhaustible depth for a child to want to please their parent as well as to be loved unconditionally. So there, there was the line in there that was noteworthy, which is, I should just be getting unconditional love. Yeah. And instead I'm getting stabbed in the heart, right? Yeah. Um, so there is this, it, it's so primal and, you know, we could just assume it's a survival 
war to it or something. Um, but that there is this deep, deep need to have the parents that give us what we need, keep us safe, give us unconditional love. And so that is the core for everybody. It is just for everybody. Some people are lucky enough to get pretty close to that with a parent um, or parents. And then there's all the levels in between, right? So a, a toxic mom-dad situation, it's kind of, I was just thinking of Allie's eyes. She has strabismus in both eyes, but we didn't know until we fixed one, then the other one went. Yeah. And it's mm. just how whoever's screaming the loudest sometimes seems like, well, we're going to make that the bad guy when really there's a combination happening or whatever. So, to, so that realization is, is again, coming back to this core thing, it's, it's a hit to this thing that you're desperately wanting. Mom's not giving it. And to handle mom not being able to be the mother you need, then we're going to make dad actually, we're going to give him a lot of passes, give him more credit than he maybe deserves because you want so badly for it not to be what it might be. And that's that's where this gets so tricky in it. And, and anyone listening who has a parent <laughs> is going to have some... Ver- Whoa, you're making me louder. Sorry. It's freaking me out. Yeah. No, you're good. <laughs> I, forget, I forget with your headphones on, you're going to hear me make adjustments like that, but right. I just had to turn right. it up a little bit. Sorry. Right. And I can't like pause when my dog barks or anything. Like, I'm like, where's my mute button? Anyway. Okay, yeah. Anyway, so it, it really is... So I just want to start with that, that there yeah. is this... Um, very universal and it's, it makes sense. We all have it. When you see a family that you're like, wow, you guys, this is great. Well, it's because what you're seeing is that kids feel safe and parents have the capacity to meet those needs and you know, it's all good, but we all have that need. It's all really strong. And for this anonymous person, it sounds like there's a lot of compensation and a lot of managing that has happened in their young life to handle parents that were not parenting the way they needed them to parent. Right. Um, and so that compensation that the, the mind mental gymnastics you have to do to handle that, that's where we get, um, you know, lots of disturbing experiences, feelings, behaviors that you know, can stem from that. And so they didn't mention much about their behavior, but, um, I would just note that, that sometimes that comes out in how we are living our lives as opposed to just simply we're recipients of bad parenting. We we maybe are picking partners or making business decisions or we're driven in certain ways because of a hole there or the pain there or whatever. So, so that's kind of, they didn't mention that, but that is something to note that there is an impact from this. So do you, so is it, is it too easy for people? I know it's too easy for me to do this. Like sometimes it's easy for me to take blame for something that's going wrong in my life and go, well, that's cause mom raised me to think I was the sensitive one. And now I just have to live up to this weird version of me that she thinks is real. And I've never been able to pull away from that entirely. Like I, I've got a whole mythology around that, yeah. that I don't think is that the older I've gotten, the more I realize I don't think it's, correct at least not 100% correct like do those things have an effect absolutely they do do they annoy me sometimes yes um but is it is it the life determiner that i've get, that i give it the power of probably not well let me ask a question how does it help you to have that story um it helps me justify something so like if i'm um you know what let's say when i was really dealing with 
heavy anxiety stuff, it was easier to justify some of that away because I would say, well, this is, you know, kind of mom's fault for, yeah. for overprotecting and, and being all worried about little things too much and, and shielding me from, you know, stuff that maybe would have hardened me a little bit to, to some of that or whatever. Like yeah. I just kind of made it up as I went along, but it was easy for me to do that. Cause when you're scrambling for answers, it's like, well, what is with this anxiety? And, and then, and then you're like, well, what can I do to get it? And then you realize, well, wait for me to conquer it. I have to conquer this lifelong thing that I blame on my mom, which isn't, you know, I, I've realized this time has gone on. This isn't, that is not fair, yeah. but there's still, there's still like a scapegoaty quality to it. Yeah. And it's a shortcut to pseudo safety. I should maybe call it that. Right. Which is, well, there's a reason and here's an explanation and there's somebody to blame and there's, uh, the story itself. I mean, humans, we love our stories, right? Yeah. And our stories we tell ourselves are for protection. We rarely tell ourselves, um, (laughs) story, um, to figure out our lives that makes, you know, that's over the other directions. It's usually a, it's somebody else's fault. Um, this is how I have to deal with these things because, and it keeps us stuck. There's the irony, right? Like the actual getting better or feeling better doesn't come from hanging on to these stories, but they come from a place of protection and, and we come by them honestly, right? Like you, you listen to anyone talk. Um, I had a conversation recently with someone who was expressing their experience with being treated poorly and, thinking it's racism and not sure if it is or not. And the person they're talking to is also a person of color who is like, that's not what's happening. And so you're suddenly, you know, how do you, who models to you what you get to think or feel or what the story gets to be. Right. So often parents are modeling a story. They're saying, Oh, quit your whining. Your feelings don't matter. Or sort of they, they have their, their things they do to keep themselves comfortable. So maybe at the core there is, a thing we do where we just want to be okay. So if someone comes at me with pain and I don't know what to do with it, I'm going to, I have a quick story like, well, be grateful. (laughs) You know, there's always like a quick do, and now you're fine. And, and really it's about me being uncomfortable, not knowing what to do with the pain you just showed me. Um, And so it's, it's kind of rare and everyone maybe has hopefully at least one person in their life who can just, hold space for that. Like it does, they don't make it about them. They can just keep it, you know, enough room for you to feel and work through something and they don't need to jump in and change it or fix it or alter the story. Um, so that's a common part. So, okay. So let's go back to that. This idea though, is that once mom, the story that, cause that's a story. The story is that mom was all bad. Yeah. And what's very common and people, people always say to me, I need you to help my brother or sister, you know, some family member and they're in a terrible marriage or their kids, a horrible, whatever. And they give me the one side. Mm -hmm. And so that is really common. Someone comes in to counseling, they give me their side and you're with them and you're listening and you're like, yeah, wow, that person does sound like a narcissistic psycho. Okay. And then I get to meet the other person Yeah. and I go, Oh, the other side of the story Turns out the other person kind of seems like a narcissistic psychopath too. <laughs> How is that possible? And not to say there aren't narcissists out there, but the that's a common clue to me when anyone says their partner's a narcissist. I'm like, well, actually it might be just that you're married. <laughs> and that the two of you 
need some help. <laughs> and then they're legit narcissists. So don't get me wrong. But anyway, so it's the two stories. And this is where that story thing comes in. Yeah. Those two stories are real for each person. They're protective for each person. We have a bit of a denial about our role in things. Um, and so mom sort of gets out of the picture and you think, finally, all the toxicity is gone. Well, there's no way mom, that toxic, and dad weren't toxic together. Mm. So they're mm -hmm. both problematic. It's just one, you know, how do you one know? was stronger or louder than <clears throat> so, the other. So how do you know when you, um, how do I put this? It's like, <laughs> so that, that, that thing I used to kind of blame on mom then for my anxiety issues I'm doing it again with stress eating a little bit. So I tend to stress eat now, which used to be the opposite. I used to stress starve. Yeah. Like I would not eat because stress would make me just not eat. I'd feel gross all the time. So I wouldn't eat these days. I don't know what changed in my physiology, but now I just want to eat when I'm stressed. Okay. So something bad's going on. It's like, give me a bag of something. Give me a thing. Like, yeah, I've given up on sugar, but it hasn't stopped me from eating too much of other things when stresses are high. Right. And, you know, pandemic did not help with lowering stress. <laughs> no. That was my experience. Um, and so I guess what I'm saying is I'm doing it again where I'm like, oh, my whole life, mom made crispy, creamy things for <laughs> every moment of the stressful day. And 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 it's easy for me to like, like right now after her surgery, she she lost a bunch of weight with surgery and she and she was you know moving around better and all of that. And she's gained most of it back. And she's in much better place mentally and, and sort of, you know, all of that clarity and stuff is, is there, but she's now slower again and kind of hard to get up and, and she's not getting any younger. And so there's concern, you know, health concerns and all that. And I just go, ah, just like me with the stress eating. Right. Yeah. I don't know why I do that. Like, why can't I just go, I eat when I stress and I need to fix that, but not have this thought of. Whose other fault is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Well, go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, this is my advice for this person as well, is that, it? first of all, when you, like, go tell a buddy, right? What are they going to tell you? They're going to tell you their story. Yeah. And that's, that's mm -hmm. what's tricky, is I always say, it'd be great if the world didn't need therapists because people were really good listeners and held space for each other to feel what we feel, but... The truth is, it's really hard to do it if you're not meant to do it and know that's what you're doing. And some people can, for sure, and not, they're not therapists. But um, this idea, though, that you tell me a story, now I'm hearing it's my stuff, right, gets pulled up. And so right. someone who is constantly practicing to keep their stuff in check and check their own biases and, you know, you just have a better chance of having a less you know, tainted interaction. So you, you want to blame mom yeah. for these things. I do. And, <laughs> and here's the thing, what's bad, what bad thing happens? What's the consequence of blaming mom? How is there? A negative I just don't get, I don't get anywhere with it. Because the other thing is I'm not going to like, imagine a night where I sit down with mom and go, mom, let's talk about this eating dish deal. <laughs> like it's never going to happen. So, uh, it's just a weird thing I have in my own head and it's not going to get me anywhere and it just wastes time and it's dumb. It's just dumb. Right. Like, and I know it's dumb, but I still, part of me still like, yeah, mom, mom did it. Like, I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why I blame mom for stuff like that. 
Well, I'm not going to do actual therapy with you right now, but <laughs> I could. <laughs> I could because when you say that, so a part of me wants to always blame mom. Well, why? And what part is that? And where did it come from? And yeah. so you work with that. So that's what yeah. the, the person, the, <laughs> the not your sister person helps you do that. Right. Um, and so for this person's, in this person's case, you know, there is a long history of pain and like they said like three layers down like that's yeah. that's rough stuff right yeah. and so yeah. you're not going to get through that by just being grateful that your 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 partner's parents are cool that's nice mm. it helps you go yay i got some people are good in my life or whatever and that's important i'm not discounting that it's that the actual sort of pain of being the child you know you think of a kid sort of holding their breath for parts of their life to just get through yeah that means you didn't sort of do other things. You learned, learned skills to handle a mom who was not doing well. And then conversely, you're faced with a father who also couldn't do those things for you and is clearly not, still not doing those things for you. So that is loss. That is grief. That is abandonment. That is orphanage, orphanage time. Like you are, it doesn't matter how old you are to have that realization that you aren't prioritized, AKA feel lovable or loved enough. I mean, that is really damaging stuff to be facing. Now we, again, our stories keep us from facing it. Yeah. And that's where he's reaching out or she's reaching out or they are reaching out to say, Hey, this sucks. And what do I do? And that's a great beginning. Um, and you just have to keep going. What often happens is people just box it up, keep living their lives, use their short little blippy stories of, well, I'm just lucky that my in-laws are cool or I'm just lucky that my own kids have a good dad or, you know, whatever you might do to try to quell the part that goes, I'm in pain here. Mm -hmm. This is not okay. Mm. And usually that part is covered up by something like, it's my mom's fault that I eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, so, so, um, is it like a death almost in his, yeah. the, in this person's situation, it's not that different, right? Because the, the description of, of the feeling of loss that I get from these two parents being, you know, not taken away mortal in a more in a mortal way, yeah. but it feels very similar to like dad dying, like where it's like, oh, geez, we're I got there's I can't do anything about this. Yeah. That feeling is probably not that different, right? No, it's exactly the same, except way worse. <laughs> yeah, way worse because with a death, um, they can't accidentally show up at your grocery store at the same time and. Be like, mm -hmm. oh, why don't you call? Or, you know, like the guilt trips or the, <laughs> like, you know them. You've spent your whole life knowing right. how they operate. Yeah. And your system has been built to survive that. So you are, as you deconstruct or you heal or you do all that grieving work, they can still show up. Mm. And sometimes you'll, you, you will think you're ready to then interact with them again. And maybe you are, maybe you're not. I mean, it's like the question isn't solved by a grave like the grave goes yep we're done so when i work with people whose parent has passed away yeah it's so much easier yeah because they mm -hmm. can really do the work of grieving and they can they can get to the anger and letting it go and all the you know all the good stuff and when they're still alive sometimes it's just drawing that boundary that first i'm not going to interact with you boundary it takes a lot out of you plus they're still going to have to deal with the f that finality eventually anyway so they so they have to deal with the the everyday loss of the living person's extraction from your life or whatever issues. Yeah. And then eventually they're going to be on their deathbed and they're going to die. 
and mm-hmm. you're going to then have to deal with that other stuff anyway. The arrangements and all that stuff. Yeah, but then layer on top of that un- all the unresolved stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that is worse. Well, plus everyone with their own story coming at you. Yeah, that is worse. Like, well, you just... Because families have a... Every family has... I mean, our family gets in groups and talks for three hours and then moves five feet and talks for another hour. That's yeah. that's what we do. Yep, and, we do. And here's what's weird is I'd never seen it before. Um, just to have... I don't know. There was something like, oh... Is this who? This is what we do. Well, this is not that big a deal, right? And we've always done it. We've we just, always done we just it. Just don't notice, right? Yeah. And this is the soup you swim in when you're in a family. You may not know <laughs> the weird things that you do, or the the dysfunctional or unhealthy things that you do until there's some space or there's some. And often, like this this email person says, yeah. is that they get to join like a normal, healthy family. Yeah. And so that contrast starts to show up often when you are now modeled different ways of being and living. And, you know, you kind of have, you go, whoa, we do weird things. And as that stuff cracks open, you got to understand, it doesn't crack open. No five-year-old's like, I'm out of this dysfunctional family. (laughs) And I wish they could because, man, I wouldn't have a job. Um, But there really is like not a... A break from that until a your brain develops further and you have some other experiences. Yeah. Um. And then you know setting boundaries is difficult. So they're 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 at the setting the boundary of we will not interact. Um. And that is just step. How's one. how's this metaphor? You can't find the exits until you've explored the building. Good. You like that one? <laughs> uh, by the way, anyone who was like, uh, hey, Scott, why is Scott uh, weird and says dumb, has, has, says weird things sometimes? I would like to remind you that Wendy today made the comment that it's uh, the family soup you're swimming in. I just want to. <laughs> I just want to put that out there that I'm not the only one. This is a concentrate. I don't even think that's weird. I think it's really. (laughs) It's just normal. It's how we talk. Yeah. Swim in the soup of your family. Swim in the soup of your family. What is your family soup flavor? Yeah. Uh, Ours is tomato soup with salting crackers. (laughs) Yeah. Salting crackers and tomato soup from Campbell's. That's 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 the flavor of our family soup. Um, Well, all right. So so if, if. Obviously, your first your first and foremost thing here would be this person should maybe be talking to somebody. Yes. Right. Um, but it does feel like there's a path here just on the surface of it, because a lot of these stories like I keep going back to stuff in our own family. That's how you relate. But like it reminds me of dad um, or to some degree, Dylan, I won't get into reasons why in detail here, but coming from families where the dynamic was rough or hard or, or um, you know, whatever, and it felt patterny like you were going to continue the cycle, yeah. but they break it. Yeah. They, this feels like this. Yes. This person is already breaking the cycle, maybe doesn't even really truly know it yet yeah. by being a good dad and by yeah. being a good husband and by avoiding those, those, those traps or whatever. But it doesn't mean that those people aren't injured by it. So, mm-hmm. oh, they're, they're very injured by it. Yeah. So, so think of it as, you know, the, the chain breaker, it's really hard to break that chain. Yeah. And they, they carry the, the wounds of breaking a chain. Yeah. Um, one being, you know, some of our core fears as humans, which is the fear of abandonment, right? So you're going to 
draw some lines and break the chain and I'm not going to participate in this anymore and I'm going to do something different. You, you have chosen abandonment. Mm-hmm. Um, you've broken family rules, the, the secrets that the family holds, you're suddenly exposing them, you know, all of those dynamics, you're going against everything that system has reinforced again and again is your survival and your, the way you'll be loved. Yeah. So a great way to think about this. Um, I read this recently and I, it's just so true and yeah, put it on your t-shirts, um, <laughs> which is, you know, advice for parents, which is, you know, however you treat your child yeah. equates love to them. Mm. So if you are gentle and kind, that means love. If you are loud and screamy, that means love. If you um, play games and manipulate them, that means love. So when they move on to uh, their regular life, they're going to find that stuff familiar and it's a form of love. Mm. And so, you know, no one's perfect and people are going to make mistakes, but sort of as a general, how are you, tre- how are you teaching them love is not how you are actually loving. It's how you're treating them because it just becomes familiar. So, um, you, you'll often find people who grew up in very controlling environments and they're suddenly with somebody who's really abusive and terrible and very controlling. And everyone's like, how does it happen? Well, it happens not always, but very commonly is that, well, maybe mom controlled all your moves. You were grounded all the time, or you were only allowed to see this person or that person. And so just to have so much of your life controlled, even though you're running away from mom, you run right into the same thing because it is love. It is familiar. Um, and obviously breaking that is really difficult. So Maybe overall, we should congratulate this person on the courage to do this. Yeah, I agree. This is insanely hard. Okay, Wendy's hearing this for the first time. There's a siren outside, and my dog. Oh, that's what I'm hearing because I'm hearing it now too. Yeah, her her mic's picking it up. up Way better than yours. Yeah, I've got the way I have her mic faced, and the door's cracked open so you can hear it. But they are out there having a. They're losing it because there's a siren. This is what they do. (laughs) <laughs> so it's good to know they're normal in that way after the after four days away from us. Yeah, there yeah. you go. And then the, here's the problem. One will hear the sirens, usually Rainer, and she'll... And then the other two will feed off of that. And then it becomes... The siren could be a billion miles away now. <laughs> now it's just this three-way, like, who's going to stop first? And it's usually right. none of them. They'll just keep going. It's really dumb. That's cute. I <laughs> thought sh- it was... You should expand into animal, uh, animal therapy. No. No? Animals okay. are therapy. They don't need. Them. Oh, they are therapy. Yeah, there you go. But what yeah. if you got one that's like been abused or mistreated or you know? Yeah, well, they need help too. They need help as well. <laughs> <laughs> they need more than I can give them. Give them some soup. Yeah, give them some soup, some family soup. So uh, we can get back <laughs> to this. But I have to tell you a very cute story. So right. we're walking in. There is some dude sitting in your front yard. Oh, really? With water and some like a popsicle or something. Just kind of an old guy. Yeah. And I'm like, my front yard, like your front yard, right by your steps. Okay. So I walk in and I was like, well, hi. And he says, I have heard of Southern hospitality, but I have never experienced it. <laughs> what? And I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just, my daughter or my granddaughter's getting her haircut. And I was just waiting in the car. And you're, you're, is, is she your sister? And oh, I'm like, Kim. oh, my sister-in-law. So she's out there. He's out there in this lounge chair. Just enjoying it. I was like, Enjoy the Southern Hospitality. Her name is Kim. Come, she's here every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she does this. It was so cute. If you look hot or or in trouble, or if you're even in your car and look bored, if Kim is around and she has something to bring you, she'll yeah. bring it. Which she does. You need a popsicle. She's, she's got a Mary Poppins bag. Just she stuff really comes does. Out. 
She is Mary Poppins in a weird way. But, uh, well, that's funny. I I had no idea that that happened. I guess you just got here. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) that's very cute. Uh, Anyway, sorry. All right, so back to the thing. Uh, Any other remnants of advice we would want to give this person before uh, we send them on their way? Yeah, I would say this. Just be really gentle with yourself as you do this. Meaning, like, first of all, some of the strategies that they have probably used to survive Hmm. has would preclude them from getting help, Mm. right? So only people who need help are blank or, you know, whoever, however the family talked about this type of stuff, right? Um, How did they close feedback loops? So for example, if they were nuts on the PTA and all the local moms hated her or something, you know, how did they tell that story? Yeah. Oh, well, they're all (laughs) richy nerds or, you know, whatever. (laughs) They have some way to, to deflect uh, accountability and, you know, taking a good look at themselves. Right. And so they've spent their life managing their folks's situation and the way they handle things and the way they interact with them and their favoritism or whatever they do. Right. Um, and so to know that like getting help might be the thing might be like, Oh, well, that's not a thing I can do. Mm. Um, but here's what I can promise. Even just one hour (laughs) with someone who's good with, you will feel a million times better. Just that it, the crazy that you have felt and thought was maybe normal. Like someone can help you validate that. That isn't got their own story involved can just be really powerful. So, so know that this is not easy, quick, go do that. Um, but there are maybe barriers to, to actually processing this, hanging on to it the rest of your life. I mean, it's going to show up that that's just how it is, but someone can really help you work through it yeah and it, and as usual the finding of the people that can help you is dependent on what where you live what your insurance looks like it's all those things right yeah those factors are all annoying. The things i hate yeah stuff yeah. that they, they're roadblocks yeah they're really difficult because well, you're already dealing with the hard thing and now you got to go oh not on top of this I, I my insurance doesn't cover okay i guess i'm talking to a different guy well he sucks and now i got to find it and you're like right. that seemed that seemed broken man it is it's the disease model and it's medical model, not actual wellness model, which let's change that. Yo. Yeah. Right also, now, let's, all of us, we go. got to read a file. So people that people think that wellness is like a, like a hippie swear word. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like they I, think yeah. you say wellness and I go, Oh, what are you going to do? Sell me some supplements. I understand it's a good thing, but it's yeah. one of those things like webinar. And it's just a word <laughs> right. I don't like. It's because we've used it so much and it's everybody's like, like moisture. Yeah. Moisture. You guys think I'm the only one that have Trousers. words? I hate. Trousers. <laughs> Listen, Winnie has the same ones. Because we we were born in the same soup. Yeah, we were born in the same soup. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, I want to wish this listener the best, and also, uh, uh, you know, if they if they run into uh, some some good stuff out of this, let us know. We always like feedback, or if it doesn't work out, let us know. We'd love to maybe follow up and see how things are going. And if they are struggling with finding somebody that would be a good fit, there is some really helpful ways um, to navigate that. So sometimes, and I, I do this a lot with people when they need somebody, you, you go, and I think I've said it on the show before, go to psychologytoday.com, okay. which sounds so cheesy. I hate the name. It's like, here's a magazine. <laughs> anyway, but they have this awesome search engine with uh, therapists. And I think it's because so many continuing education courses offer free membership to be there. And so tons of therapists are on it. And you can put in your zip code, you can put in and you use the filters to figure out, do you want a male or female or, 
you know, who, what groups are they friendly to? What are their um, theoretical models they're operating from? What insurance they take? So it, it's super helpful. Is it just this main search window here on yeah. the front page? Yeah, it's just up there where it says, you know. So if I put my zip in here. Put your zip and then. Let me just see what happens. Oh, yeah, look at all these so people. you get to see their faces, and they put a blurb about themselves. So I like to, when I help people do this, I always go through what they, the models they use. Uh-huh. Um, and in this case, I would love if the guy filtered for internal family systems and... Is it weird that I'm... Emotional focus therapy would be another good one. Get, tell me what this means, that I'm looking at this, and those in the chat can see the window I have open. Yeah. Why is it that I'm drawn? Like if I was looking to the hot blonde. Uh, uh-uh, no, that's the <laughs> it's the opposite. Why am I drawn to the oldest lady I can find on here? Because you blame your mom. No, that's not why. <laughs> that can't be why. I, I guess what I'm saying is I don't want. This is the same for me as if I was getting a massage somewhere. Yeah. I don't want somebody young and hot. I don't want a dude. I want <laughs> an experienced, strong knuckled old lady. <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like I trust that expertise more for yeah. some reason. Well, there's a wisdom. I picked a good career to age in because yeah. you're like, and you're now more wise because you're mm-hmm. old. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, everyone has their own reaction. This is funny. I have been help. I helped someone in California find somebody and I helped someone where, oh, I think it was Minnesota. <laughs> and I did searches in both. And I swear everyone in San Diego should have a modeling contract. <laughs> and I was like, I don't trust any of them. Yeah. Um, and then in Minnesota, I was like, everyone here relates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they relate. I think that's no what it is. Hot. I think that's what it is. I see somebody who's just got it. It's too good of a picture. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I go, mm-hmm. I they worry know. more about their appearance than they do doing quality yeah. work. There you go. So, <laughs> they yeah. their career. They're great. Marie yeah. Bamford yeah. has this great joke. She's from Duluth, Minnesota. Yeah. And she says, I am a 10 in Duluth. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm a Minnesota 10, but I am a LA 2. Dude. <laughs> Bamford is one of the Bamford. funniest ladies in the history she of She really funny. is. She's, She's so good. Um, um, anyway, so that's a great resource. You can read through and kind of get a vibe. And if you want to send me a message, I'm happy to help you navigate that a little bit um, yeah. on just the, the models they use. And sometimes there's code words that I'm like, me or, ooh, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and again, you have da- mom issues and dad issues here. So it's, it's you know, somebody who's really good in family psychodynamic stuff is is what you're looking for. And they can just help you grieve it and put it in its proper place and help you, you know, with strategies to move forward. This guy here, there's a guy named R. Mark Hinckley, Ph.D., mm-hmm. 40 years of experience. That's all neat and everything. But it's a photo of this nice little old man holding his dog. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's like almost like a Tinder profile. Yeah, a little you bit. You figure out what is, <laughs> who do you right. trust? Yeah, I'm going to swipe right on this guy. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, well, good stuff, Wendy. Uh, are you going? Uh, what are your plans? You going to the pool with the kids? You don't know. Stay in this basement and look at your artwork. All my stuff. It's such a mess in here. <laughs> I meant to clean it more and like have a bunch of stuff moved around, but then I went. It's windy. Well, it's fine. As long as this is within reach. Oh yeah, look at this, you guys. Hold on, I'll hold it up. Oh, uh, is that what you got? Okay, so whoops, Wendy. Sorry, there it is. Which one is that? Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Peacock. Or podcast People's Choice Award. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got a peacock. I can't yeah, believe it. It's a peacock, peacock award. And yes. here's a your potty. Emmy over here. We've got here. a potty. Yeah, we got an Emmy. There's also a, there's a Wookiee over and there. This? The vagina candle that came from a fan. You know, um, 
who sent us the vagina candle? I forgot. How's Cleo? Oh, Cleo. Uh, uh, Carrie. You know her. She had the daughter uh, who passed away. Oh, was yeah. you remember her? She gave me that. <laughs> and you know what? It smells like a lovely bunch of flowers. Right, which is how vaginas smell. Exactly. Like a funeral. Yeah. That's, exactly. It's amazing. Anyway, anyway, I have a lot of crap people send you really me. Really do. Yeah, it's fun times. <laughs> uh, you we should can, do a hoarding episode next time. Uh, we might want to. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of cool nerd stuff, so the truth about my hoarding is if I ever, like Brian, if we ever needed to really get rid of it all, you just sell it and make a bank, make bank on this. Totally, yeah. Because it's exactly. all stuff I need people to. want. There, there, you know, you did that eBay thing, or you've been doing that eBay thing. I need to get on that, for yeah. sure. I feel like I have a few things that need to go. But when I was when I knew you were coming this week, I'm like, oh, I'm going to clear this out. The gym end will be all finished. I'm going to have that the treadmill in front of the TV and all set up. Nah, I didn't mm-hmm. do any of that. Get all the clothes, the hangers off of it. I haven't had time. The best part about the pandemic is this. What? Is everyone used to be able to do that, and no one can do it anymore. No. It's still, <laughs> no. There's still no. the thought, yeah. like, I should, and then you're right. like, I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to. I love it. Yeah. Welcome to real life. There's a little bit of that going on. All right. Well, uh, Wendy, it's uh, awesome to have you here. I wish we could do it more often than this, but uh, distance being what it is, we'll... We'll deal with ones and zeros instead for future episodes. When are you actually going home? How long are you here? Friday. Oh, my gosh. And then 20 hours on the road again. Yeah. Wyoming, baby. Are you going to stay? So, we wait. You stayed in Wyoming and you stayed in one of the Dakotas? Did I have No, that right? we stayed in Wyoming. We just stayed one night. And then this one, we're going to try to go the whole way. You're going to go 20 hours nonstop? <laughs> yeah, because Abe can drive. So, we've got three drivers oh, yeah. and we'll just rotate oh. and... Yeah. It's go. such a pain to get out and get back in a car the next day. Well, hold on. Abe's what, 17? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's 15. 15. But he has a permit and he needs some hours. And so. he's also pretty Let's hope we don't die. reliable. Yeah. You know, he's got his head on straight. Yeah, give him those Wyoming hours. Totally. Man. That's, uh, <laughs> cruise control. And right. You don't even need hours. to turn the steering wheel for a lot of that. Yeah, no kidding. Does he, um, uh, I was going to say, but, um, I forgot now. Totally forgot. Does he work at Jimmy John's? Yes. Oh, he works at Jimmy John's. That's right. Ooh, that sounds good. I might <laughs> have to do that Scott's today. question? Yeah, that was actually what I was going to ask. Because <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. I would love some Jimmy John's right now. Um, all right. Well, Wendy, have a fantastic time. Uh, you uh, can uh, leave when you <laughs> I mean, when you're ready. You can leave. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll... Uh, oh, we'll you turn the camera off stayed. so I can just watch you guys? Yeah. You want to... You've uh, stayed your hour... I'm turning you off. There we go. See, there's just us now. Okay. How long do you guys uh, yeah. usually talk past uh, when I go away? Oh, you can stay here. Keep hang, hang around. Hear how we finish five, this thing. Five, ten minutes? Yeah. It's we not pretend to play long. a song after you. Oh, yeah, okay. we pretend a song gets played. Uh, later it gets edited in, which I'll do all after the show. But okay. yeah. I'll be quiet unless I can't help myself. Yeah, you don't have to hey, be quiet. Pipe up. If, well, she'll kind of have to because I have this button here that I can mute her anytime I need. So oh. I can, see, like right okay. now, say something. See? Isn't that weird? Wow. It's weird, right? <laughs> All right, so uh, but feel free to pipe in if anything comes up. All right, uh, we're going to go ahead and blow out of here. Although before we do, um, Jamie sent me something I need to play. So I always talk about, you know, on FilmSack, I have a segment that's uh, what grossed me out the most in a movie that we just saw. Or uh, the idea of pooping in a plane sounds like a nightmare. Or I don't want to use somebody's Oculus Quest after it's been on their disgusting face. But you're okay putting somebody else's vape pen in your mouth. Right. If you're going to put somebody's vape pen in your mouth, put a little CBD in your face, then yeah. But apparently on this very show, I will do something very gross. This is something I can't even believe I did. So it's short, but Jamie wanted me to play this. This is Scott using his finger... To eat a, uh, to to eat mustard, and I guess I did this. So here it is: it's original sin mustard by the lusty monk. Oh, All right, let's open it up. You oh. already did. Whoa, that is mustard, right? 
That is some that is some mustard right there. Nutritionally speaking, it looks like it's got a little bit of fat because I can tell there's definitely got kind of a mayo thing going on. All right, let's try it out. Now, I'm just, I'm just dipping fingers here because I don't have any things. I have, uh, yeah, I have uh, organic bunny-shaped pretzels. Oh, oh, that's fantastic. Oh, okay, we got to make a sandwich with this. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Well, I'm never doing that again. Why'd you use your fingers in there? That's terrible. <laughs> I know. For someone who, like... We, we we went off on a whole thing about uh, eat chicken wings and like oh there's sauce on my fingers. Gross! I'm all over it. But you, you're like ah. People who lick their fingers after they got chicken stuff on it. You know what? Let's ask an expert. Wendy, oops, wrong button. Do you ever when you get chicken wings and your hands get covered in sauce, do you lick your fingers? No. <laughs> Wow. Is it gross? Why is she an expert on that, though? I am an expert. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's just like maybe a polite rule of society. But like kids with Cheetos, I feel like you learn that pretty young. Like, stop licking the, I don't know. That's how I feel. Normally. But yeah. like what I did right on the air. I, don't know I mean, what I'm I not thinking. putting my entire finger in my mouth and going... But, you know, it's like... Just the tips, mm, yeah. yeah the, That's okay. The, uh, yeah, it's fine. Arizona Ranch off my uh, off my fingers, yum. So, like, Van, he's only two, but he's discovered this. So now he will... If he gets stuff on his fingers, he's sucking the stuff off his fingers. I'm like, boy, oh, we're going to have to have a talk. A little grandparent-grandson discussion. It's disgusting. You need to be grossed... I'm going to teach you to be grossed out by something that you were fine with ten minutes ago. <laughs> We'll need therapy for one day because I'm going to make it a, uh, I'm going to demonize licking your fingers. Fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, there's that. Uh, hopefully everyone enjoyed my weird mustard story. Uh, in the meantime, a reminder, we're going to be doing it again tomorrow. However, it'll be a little different. Uh, we swapped days with the Wednesday folks. So you'll get Nicole and Tom tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow morning rather uh, with their normal segments, but you're also going to get Gidget in the morning with trivia. So that'll be fun. Uh-huh. And, uh, we'll get Bobby next week. So don't worry. He's not going anywhere. That'll be your Thursday TMS. So come back for that tomorrow. And if you're around live, we do this every morning, 9am mountain time right here at frogpants.tv. Patreon.com slash TMS is where you can support the show. Big thanks to everybody who does. If it wasn't for you, we couldn't keep the lights on these lights that are on in here. They're off. They yeah. go off. Yeah. If you don't uh, belly up to the bar and take advantage of our poorly designed always Patreon. worry on the 30th or 31st, will these lights be on tomorrow? That's I look at these lights and say that. Will yeah. these lights be on tomorrow? And fortunately, they've always been on, but uh, it doesn't mean to stop supporting us. No, Get it doesn't there. at all. So patreon.com slash TMS is the place to go. Send your emails to themorningstream at gmail.com. And for everything else you're looking for, we're at frogpants.com slash TMS. As far as other programming today... Uh, I'll be on DTNS today, uh, so that's all normal for a Wednesday. Uh, Wednesdays are crazy. Uh, there's a stream later in the afternoon. Of course, core tomorrow, and we'll talk about Coverville tomorrow. We got all kinds of stuff coming up this weekend, so watch for that. And don't forget to do your homework for Film Sack. We are watching Wishmaster, mm, a movie neither Brian and I have ever seen. So never seen it. Yeah, never seen it. Belly up yeah. to the bar, everybody. That'll do it for us. Brian, do you have a song to take us out with tonight? I Today? do. Keep saying yes. tonight. Uh, this is great. This is uh, a request from Sarum, who says, Hey there, Scratch and Billiards. Sarum here requesting a cover of the Jurassic Park theme by Bader Nana, or anything dinosaur-related, in general, from my amazing husband, Trike, without whom I would be lost in life. Back in January was our four-year anniversary. However, with his being in the military, it's meant having to be a part while he's on orders overseas. 
Lucky for me, he's come back for his brother's wedding, which means a solid couple weeks to spend with him before he has to fly back. He's a massive dinosaur geek. Yeah, I guess he likes massive dinosaurs. And he, it's uh, reignited my own nerdy passions as a result. That's the request. Thanks for all you do and love the show, though. Uh, Sarah, and she also adds, to my husband, I love you forever. You're my world, and my life is brighter with you in it. Uh, this is cool. This is uh, the Jurassic Park theme. Now, Bader Nunn, I'd never, I'd never heard of before. Um, he is, oh, shoot, I, I remember looking this up earlier, Turkish. Oh, hold on. I want to look this up because I want to get this right. Yeah, you like to get things right. I understand. Kuwait. He's Kuwaiti. Kuwaiti. He's a musician, songwriter, and producer from Kuwait. Nice. And um, this... Jurassic Park cover reminds me of the uh, what was it Jan? No, not Jan Hammer. Who is the uh, Top Gun? Not not uh, Danger Zone guy, but the 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 not Kenny Loggins, right? I not can't Berlin, remember. but the other yeah. The, <laughs> I don't yeah, remember. The, the, I don't remember who did it. The soundtrack, the score, the person who did the score for. Um, James uh, Horner. No, no. Horner? Was it Horner? Was it Horner? Been. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Uh, that's what this kind of reminds me of. Just some really cool guitar kind of backed by some uh, some music. Faltermeyer? Was Faltermeyer the... Uh... What? Oh, wow. A couple really? of people are saying Faltermeyer was the... Harold uh... Faltermeyer. Really? Harold Faltermeyer. Yeah. I haven't heard that name. <laughs> oh, my okay. gosh. That was a long time ago. All right. Anyway. All right. So, um, but this is Bader, <laughs> Bader Nana and his cover, excellent cover of the Jurassic Park main theme. See you guys tomorrow.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Looks like we're going upstate. Yeah, iced tea. No, vanilla. No, ice cube. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.